Alrighty, hello. How is everybody out there? Welcome to the Jab Room Podcast. Hope you've all had a fantastic week. Didn't get an episode out to you guys on, on Monday. And uh, it's it because I, I kind of wanted to let that little um, Bishop Ivy interview breathe a little bit. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, check it out. Um, big thanks to Bishop Ivy for being on the podcast. Remember, any of you guys, if you've got music you want to promote or you want to have a chat on the podcast and uh, let everyone know who you are and what kind of shit you're up to, hit us up like Bishop did and uh, it'll be a fun time. It'll be a fun little episode. So yeah, really grateful for all that sort of stuff. Hope you had a chance to listen to it. If not, go listen to it now or after this one or whatever you want to. It's it's completely up to you. It's been a fucking week, guys. There's plenty of music for us to catch up on, plenty of news to talk about. Kind of spoke a bit too soon uh, with Perth being COVID-free because we're fucking back in lockdown again, aren't we? Yeah, it's what it is, guys. It's just what it is for some reason. Whenever we get like a single case, we put millions of people into lockdown uh, until we find that there's no contamination and then we open back up again. But we're still not sure if uh, we're going to open up tomorrow. This lockdown should end tonight, but it just is what it is. So I, I know everyone's fucking tired of hearing about all this coronavirus bullshit. We just want to get on with our lives or whatever. But, you know, there's been some revelations happening um, recently and... There's been some weird, dodgy stuff behind the scenes going on. So I, ju I just want to address it a little bit because I, I know it's, it's fucked up all over the world. No one really knows what's going on. But for some reason, honest conversations about how we could go forward are getting fucking stifled and demonetized and taken off YouTube. And the discussion is just getting fucking a little bit political, really. So I just wanted to at least make the statement that I am absolutely for the open and honest discussion of anything that's going to help with this fucking global pandy-wandy, um, including the ivermectin discussions that seem to be getting shut down. It seems like bullshit. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out what's going on with ivermectin, um, please follow Brett Weinstein and all the great work he's doing on the Dark Horse podcast. It's been demonetized. Please go support him. Like... I can't really put the pieces together. I'm not a fucking uh, a doctor or an epidemiologist or anything like that. You know, I'm barely a human. But, you know, people way better than myself seem to be saying that this fucking little cheap-ass little drug that's out of patent so no one can make money off it um, might be the solution to this, might be able to drive uh, COVID to extinction. So please do, do your own research. Support just a free discussion of possible alternatives to these um, big pharma vaccines and all this sort of bullshit because here in Australia, it's, it's all fucked up with the vaccine stuff. Like the, um, the AstraZeneca thing um, is not being advised to be taken if you're under 60 because of the blood clots and the potential death and all that sort of shit. Um, however, it's kind of back and forth. Like our government hasn't fucking figured out a, a clear way forward. Our state government is saying definitely don't take it if you're under 60, but the federal government is kind of saying you can if you want, right? Talk to your GP if you want. Has nothing to do with the fact that the federal government put all their eggs in the fucking AstraZeneca basket and uh, they just want to do something with all those millions of doses that will probably go to waste because uh, they're killing people. But it is what it fucking is. I don't know what's going on. There, there's plenty of ways forward, guys. And I know 
Like like Singapore, for instance, has just decided to say, you know, fuck it. Let's just uh, take this coronavirus thing as just a like a regular flu or whatever. Because it's it's one of the strange things. Like we just had this lockdown here in in Perth, and um, a couple couple of uh, people got the Delta strain, so this highly contagious strain. And you know, we we got a total of like three or four cases from the outbreak. Right, millions of people locked down uh, because of these three or four cases. And yeah, bad, definitely got to, you know, protect everybody against this sort of thing. But it, you know, you know the thing that I'm not hearing is um, I'm not hearing like people being taken to the ICU because of it or people dying because of this Delta variant, at least here, here, here in Australia. I'm just saying here in Australia, obviously there's a million stories all over the planet, all that sort of shit, but I'm not hearing that stuff here. All I'm hearing is the people that caught it have mild fatigue. Mild fatigue, right, guys? So you lock down everyone because of mild fatigue. It's like, I understand we have to protect like, like people that are more susceptible to having adverse effects from this sort of shit. You know, like, like the overweight and the fucking, the elderly and the immunocompromised, vulnerable sort of people. But you know what? There's a fucking decent argument to just lock them up, Right. Can't we just lock down the overweight and the elderly and the immunocompromised? Because they're the ones that are going to get fucked up by it. And you know what? There's even a strong fucking case that uh, the overweight and the elderly should be fucking locked down regardless of a global pandemic. But it seems a little bit unfair because no one that's vaccinated has any more freedoms. What's the point of getting the fucking vaccine if you're going to get locked down all the fucking same? I don't know. It's a little bit retarded. But, you know, our country hasn't even sorted out this um, vaccine thing, or as the Italians would call it, vaccine. I think. I don't know what double C really means in Italian. Something like that. Sorry, that was a really bad joke. Anyway, the lockdown's fucking heinous. Look into the ivermectin thing. There's plenty of ways that we can um, explore other options. That's all I'm saying. Other options with this ivermectin thing. But fucking whatever. It's been a week of lockdown. It means I started holidays a little bit early, so it wasn't too bad for me. Another week of this uh, hanging out, listening to some music, and there's plenty of music for us to talk about. Like I said, last, um, last Friday, I got to go out to the jazz cellar. Pre-lockdown stuff, right? Fucking locked out with that, hey? If it was this weekend, it'll be all over and there'll be another fucking six weeks that I could book tickets again. But it was fun, guys. I took my fucking 80-year-old grandparents to it. And guys, if you haven't been to the Jazz Cellar in Perth, please go because it's such a weird night. It's a cool little basement. Everybody's, you know, shoulder to shoulder, seated real tight together. Um, you order pizzas from the local place. It just brings it right to the table in the cellar. It's fucking cool. And it's old, old school jazz. I think the most recent song that they played for the entire night was fucking um, that King of the Swingers song from the Jungle Book. I think that's kind of their take on modern music. But yeah, it was good. like to have my 80-year-old grandparents tell me that it, like, it reminded them of the old jazz sellers in London. You know, I'm a first-generation Australian, so all my relatives are from the UK. And... Um, you know, they used to go to Ronnie Scott's and stuff like that before it became this classy, uh, overpriced thing that it is now. And uh, to have them be reminded of those old jazz sellers from 50 years ago, based on this little shithouse place in, uh, in, in Perth, in the backwaters of uh, the industrial area of 
of Perth. It's pretty fucking cool. So that should tell you something. Go check out the Jazz Seller. Support them. They're fucking great guys. Great band. Tight as anything. Um, super fun night. Super fun night. Even if that old school, like, 1930s, 40s style jazz isn't really your jam, doesn't fucking matter. Just indulge yourself in that weird atmosphere. It's super, super cool. And, uh, yeah, can't recommend it highly enough. Um, Jazz Hell, it's been there forever. I know the, the band's changed. I was a little bit disappointed. There's only two of the old members that I remember in the band. There's a bunch of young guys taking over now, but they've still got the same spirit, so I didn't lose any, any cachet or anything like that in my books. It was still pretty cool. Still pretty fucking fun, but that's just what's been going on around here, man. We've had these fucking stupid lockdowns going on. Our premiere is still not telling us whether or not it's going to open up at midnight or not. Whatever. I guess he's waiting for some more cases or some bullshit, but I don't know. It's weird. Fucking the whole world is going weird at the moment. Fucking they just let Bill Cosby out of fucking jail, hey? Did you guys see that? Bill Cosby, this fucking... I mean, like, he's a rapist. We, we, we all know that. I mean, he drugged and raped women. I mean, he didn't rape in the sense that they said no when he did it anyway. They just didn't have the conscious uh, wherewithal to say yes or no. Grey area of the law, right? Of course it's not. It's fucking rape. And uh, he's been let back out on a fucking technicality or some shit. So apparently all we can say he's guilty of now is being, you know, a funny guy on a TV show with a great sweater. You know, he's guilty of all those things. And he's obviously guilty of all the crimes he was accused of. But, you know, not in the court of law. But he definitely was guilty, right? Come on, come on. It's fucking, fucking Cosby. Just because he's an old cunt doesn't mean that he's uh, able to just get out of jail and enjoy his millions of dollars. Or, I don't know. Fucking, he should be under the jail, right? Fucking creep. Hey, it is what it is. Let's get on to some music, shall we? Because there's plenty. Because we didn't really talk about too much last week. So uh, let's get into it. I've been listening to a, a ton. There's some wicked shit to talk about. Some really average shit to talk about. But I'll just go through the stuff that I was listening to this last week. First of all, a great recommendation. It's not a whole album. It's just a single track by a band called Leprous. And I've probably talked about Leprous before because I fucking love this band. This band, like, if you're in the prog rock world, you got to know fucking Leprous. Um, their drummer, what's his name? Fucking Bard? Bard Kolstad or something like that? I don't know. They're out of Norway, this band. Um, and they released a new single called uh, Running Low. And it's fucking cool. It's not like their normal, uh, real proggy, um, take you on a journey sort of style song. It's a, it's, I don't want to say it's poppy, but it's catchier. It's got a, you know, a bit of a chorus and some hooks and stuff through it. So like, it's, it's a, a little bit of an evolution of the band. Definitely fucking worth checking out. The song is called Running Low by Leprous and... Check out everything by Leprous, because like I said, their drummer is a fucking genius. The patience of the band and the pocket playing of the band is just fucking out of control. Definitely, definitely worth noting, guys. Um, if you're anything to do with that prog rock scene, if you've got any tastes that are in like the, um, I don't even really know what to compare them to, but you get what I fucking mean, right? Just the prog rock awesomeness, just intelligent drumming, intelligent pocket playing, not being confusing and wanky, but just being fucking awesome. And by the way, their singer, he's got fucking pipes on him. 
And he's one of these singers that like impresses me because he's just so uniquely him and unapologetically him. So it's not the style of singing that you really would normally hear in a prog rock band. Um, but fuck, it works. I don't want to say it's like, it's sort of like the confidence of like the Mars Volta singer. You know how he was just so confident, just belted out his fucking thing over the top of whatever random chaos was going on in the background? It's very similar with Leprous, but way more like, I don't want to say mature. I don't want to compare him to the Mars Volta because they're fucking not like the Mars Volta at all. But uh, just the ballsiness is, is similar. Let's just leave it with that, right? Anyway, fucking a couple of albums that I'll just brush over because they weren't that great. Um, I did check out an album called uh, Pacifico. By a band called Surface. And it's not the old Surface band. There was a band in the 80s and early 90s called Surface. This is not them. This is another band with the name Surface. They're out of Texas. Um, they were kind of like reggae pop. It was, it was a pleasant album. You could definitely chill out. Like It's not summertime here, so I'm not really getting into these summertime albums. I know a lot of the, like, the US releases are going to be summertime albums, and it's not really too fitting for us down here in the South, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, check it out, Pacifico. It's pretty, it's pretty fine. It's just fine, right, guys? You know what that means. It means that you might like it, you might not, but either way, it's unoffensive and you'll get through it. It's a pretty cool album. I really fucking enjoy just having it on in the background, you know, with a little glimmer of sunshine outside, so I can kind of relate to it, but not too much. Anyway, that was uh, the band Surface. or the They should really be calling themselves like Surface 2, unless it is the same band, just reimagined. I don't know. Should maybe look into that. Who the fuck knows? Anyway. Anyway. As far as like the, the crap albums that you... Not, not, not crap albums, but the albums that I'm not highly, highly recommending. Because I am highly recommending Leprous. Uh, under that, if you've got time, check out Pacifico by Surface. And way under that, and I feel like I just have to mention it just because it's fucking... It's like an Australian icon for some reason, even though he's not Australian, is Jimmy Barnes. He literally released an album today, I believe. What is it, the 2nd? Is it the 2nd of June? Let me check. Yeah, it is the 2nd of J July. July! 2nd of July. Jimmy Barnes just released an album called Flesh and Blood, and it's a Jimmy Barnes album. That's it. It's a Jimmy Barnes album. It's country rock with a bit of anthemic fucking overtones. By the way, guys, there's fucking heaps of construction going on in my street. So if you're hearing these random beeps and trucks and all that sort of bullshit, I was trying to wait for a fucking moment when there was a little bit of a little bit of silence, but it seems like it's not going to happen. So I'm just fucking going to plow forward anyway. So what we're we talking about? Jimmy Barnes. All right. Flesh and Blood. Yeah, it's a country rock album. A bit of that sort of anthemic sort of sing-along bullshit that comes from Jimmy Barnes. Never been a fan. Probably never will be. Can kind of respect, like, him as an icon, I guess, just because it's, like, Australia likes to adapt these things or just, like, pull these things to make it part of our culture, you know? Like, we did it with ACDC. We've got Jimmy Barnes. We've got John Farnham, who is fucking awesome. But uh, Jimmy Barnes is whatever. He's got his little ratty voice and... He's singing. It's Jimmy Barnes singing songs. That's what the album is, guys. Flesh and Blood by Jimmy Barnes. And if you're like an old Drew Blue Aussie Yocker Australian, then you might fucking love it. But if you're anybody else in the world, skip it or put it low on your list. It's, it's one of those. Right? 
Anyway, I know the world's been uh, losing their shit over the new Tyler, the Creator album, so I definitely checked it out. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was um, actually really, really cool. I know we've gone down these um, hip-hop rabbit holes, and Tyler Creator was obviously uh, high up on that to-check-out list. Uh, and then this new album, uh, Call Me If You Get Lost, it's called. And it's fun as fuck, guys. It's a great hip-hop. It reminded me of like old-school, like late-90s hip-hop. Um, there wasn't too much of a political bent to it, which I appreciate because I'm sick of fucking rappers just spilling bullshit politics. Um, this one was fun. It had like a, a, like a bit of a narrative and there was like themes kind of like the call me if you get lost sort of theme or the line at least kind of like reappears throughout the album. It, it, it's kind of sweet, guys. It's got a fucking cool little theme to it. Great beats, great production. You shouldn't expect anything less from these guys. Um, I mean, they're top of their fucking game. So if they can't make an album sound great, no one fucking can, right? But I really enjoy the album. Um, Tyler, the creator, <laughs> call me if you get lost. I mean, what did you guys think of it? I'm sure you would have checked it out because it's fucking one of the hottest albums right now, hey? Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. It wasn't my favorite album that I listened to this week, though. Um, so let's get into Hiatus Coyote. Have you guys ever heard of this band? Hiatus Coyote. Now, it's not Hiatus Coyote like in the traditional spelling. Coyote is spelled like K-A-I-Y-O-T-E or something like that. Um, anyway, they brought out an album called uh, Mood Valiant. Mood Valiant, I think it's called. Guys, this is a fucking sick album. Um, these guys are, this band's out of, um, out of Melbourne. Uh, but they definitely are bigger than an Australian shit band, right? You know, like just an Australian subculture band. This, this band will appeal to the entire world. This, this band is just awesome. It's got nothing to do with Australia. They are better than Australia, I would say. But that's just my um, low opinions on Australia. Hiatus, Coyote, Mood, Valiant. I don't even know how to describe this album. It's like electro jazz. Okay. So maybe I was in the mood for some jazz because of the jazz seller and stuff like that, but it's a different style of jazz. It's like more of a classy sort of, uh, I don't know. It's just fucking awesome, guys. You really got to listen to this album. There was tons of shit uh, that I was picking up on. Like, I, like the bass lines were amazing in this album. The singing was fantastic. The production was awesome. Just the general pocket that everyone sits in was just fucking classy and pro and patient and cool and just fucking didn't give a fuck and just took me on a wicked journey. They are their own thing. And that's probably the biggest compliment you can pay a band these days, right? Just do you, you know? And be so much you that no one else can be anywhere near you. And that's kind of what's going on with this one. But anyway, when I was listening to it, I was like, um, I was hearing these like epic bass lines, but like real... Uh, like tone drained bass lines and it, they, they were they were kind of chaotic but still fit the music and like it was reminding me of fucking the bass player Thundercat and lo and behold I don't even know if this is anything this is me just spitballing it has nothing to do with it but this this album uh, Mood Valiant came out um, from the label Brain Feeder which I believe and correct me if I'm wrong that's Flying Lotus's label right? I think Flying Lotus is the guy behind Brain Feeder. And I know Thundercat 
has definitely collaborated with um, Flying Lotus. He was all over that Cosmogramma album in back in, oh, I want to say, 2010 or something. And then just hearing those sorts of flavors all through this album, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the label kind of had something to do with it or whatever. It's just a weird connection, I thought. It's like, what are the odds of me being reminded of Thundercat as a bass player listening to this album and then finding out that they're from the same label? Who knows? Maybe some collaboration or some inspiration was going on, but it was a fucking cool album, guys. Please check it out because it's fun. And all these albums are pretty fun, except for the Jimmy Barnes ones, unless you like it. If you like Jimmy Barnes, you'll love this album. If you think he's overrated, like the rest of us, um, well, then I've already had my say on it. Everything else was pretty good. I will be getting into more music. Like I said, I'm on holidays, so there's going to be heaps coming out over the next little while. Who knows what I'll show you or, or not. I do realize I haven't shown you any progress on any of those little cover songs that we um, started a few weeks back. So I will, because I've done a little bit here and there. Every now and then there's over these projects, tinker with a little bit here and there, maybe rebounce it, try out, see, see what the fuck happens. I don't know. But um, I did show you that uh, little Pussifer cover that um, a friend John and I slapped together. And it was pretty pretty rough at, when, I, when I first showed you it. I haven't really checked in on that one. So here it is. I've, uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't re-record any guitars or anything for this. I uh, just mixed things a bit differently. Maybe fucked with the vocals a little bit. Maybe, um, what else did I do? I don't know. Maybe put some overtracks somewhere. I don't know. Maybe fucked with the bass a little bit. I don't know. But I did uh, master it a little bit differently. So it should sound a little bit better. And that's what I'm going for. Like when, when you're doing all these things um, like with, with new software and you, it, yeah, you've got the creative side of it. That's all fine. But it's really just the fine tuning shit, right? Making things to sound a bit tighter in the low end and shimmery up there. And just it's a whole fucking process. So it might not sound too different to you. But believe me, I mucked around with a bunch of stuff to make it sound that tiny bit different or not different at all. Who knows? There's many fucking ways they can go about uh, making things sound exactly the same, it seems. But anyway, here it is. It's uh, that track fucking, what was it? Bullet Train to Iowa. That Pussifer song. Yeah. And John singing, having fun. Ah, whatever. It is what it is. Coming up next, uh, remember to reach out to the podcast. Get your, get your music on here. Get on chatting. I might have some, uh, some more musos in the future, uh, near future to chat to so I might have some more interviews coming at you if you don't like all those interviews sort of things let me know as well I mean I'm going to shape this podcast to whoever the fuck's listening to it um, so reach out let me know you can email me scott at thejamroom.com.au or on Instagram and Twitter which is at jamroompodcast uh, or yeah I don't know write it down on a paper plane and throw it in my general vicinity I might catch it or I'll end up in my swimming pool or something either way get involved it's a jam room podcast, guys. Here's a cover of Bullet Train to Iowa by the mighty Pussifer. Have a great week, you guys. I'll speak to you on the other side of the weekend. I'm not going to leave it that long between episodes. <laughs> 